0: the braille forum volume 49 november 2010 number five published by the american council of the blind read by nanette savard in the studios of potomac talking book services bethesda maryland the american council of the blind strives to increase the independence security equality of opportunity and to improve quality of life For all blind and visually impaired people. Mitch Pomerantz, President. Melanie Brunson, Executive Director. Sharon Lovering, Editor. National Office. 2200 Wilson Boulevard, Suite 650, Arlington, Virginia. 22201. 202-467-5081. Fax 703 Four six five five zero eight five. Website: http://www.acb.org. The Braille Forum registered trademark is available in Braille, large print, half-speed four-track cassette tape, data CD, and via email. Subscription requests, address changes, and items intended for publication should be sent to Sharon Lovering at the address above or via email to slovering at acb.org. The American Council of the Blind, registered trademark, is a membership organization made up of more than 70 state and special interest affiliates. To join, visit the ACB website and complete an application form or contact the National Office at the number listed above. Those much-needed contributions, which are tax-deductible, can be sent to Mike Godino at the above mailing address. If you wish to remember a relative or friend, the National Office can make printed cards available for this purpose. To remember the American Council of the Blind in your last will and testament, you may include a special paragraph for that purpose. If your wishes are complex, contact the ACB National Office. Join the Monthly Monetary Support, MMS, program and help improve tomorrow today in ACB. Contact Ron Milliman by email rmilliman at insightbb.com or by phone at 270-782-9325 and get started making tomorrow look brighter today to make a contribution to acb via the combined federal campaign use this number 11155 for the latest in legislative and governmental news call the washington connection toll free at 800-424-8666 5 p.m. to midnight eastern time or visit the washington connection online at http colon slash slash www.acb.org copyright 2010 american council of the blind table of contents landmark telecommunications bill passes the house and heads to the white house by melanie brunson and eric bridges side one president's report to the national convention part three by mitch pomerantz side one audio description project presents 2010 awards by joel snyder side one notes from the post-convention board meeting by paul edwards side one a personal discovery of treasures in acb by kenneth semien senior side two acb members discover treasures in phoenix part two by paul edwards marcia dresser and judy jackson side two 2010 acb membership seminar encouraging affiliates with techniques to reach more members compiled by artist bazin side two who won the gw micro book sense by ronald e milliman side two acb goes gold in the silver state by carla rushable side two notes from the september acb board teleconference by janine stanley side three victorian christmas includes visually impaired by marcia farrow side three happy holidays from the acb store by carla rushable side three here and there edited by sue lichtenfels side three high-tech swap shop side three correction due to an editing error the title listed for the convention wrap-up article in october was incorrect. The title should have been listed as ACB Members Discover Treasures in Phoenix, Part 1. Also, in a couple of instances, the word said was left out of the article itself. We regret the errors. Forum Subscription Notes You can now get the Braille Forum by podcast. To subscribe, go to the Braille Forum page on www.acb.org. If you do not yet have a podcast client, you can download one from the forum page. To subscribe to the Braille forum via email, go to www.acb.org/mailman/listinfo/brailleforum-l. Are you moving? Do you want to change your subscription? Contact Sharon Lovering in the ACB National Office, 1-800-424-8666, or via email slovering at acb.org. Give her the information, and she'll take care of the changes for you. Landmark Telecommunications Bill Passes the House and Heads to the White House by Melanie Brunson and Eric Bridges On September 28th, the following message was sent out by ACB's Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs, Eric Bridges. Just after 9 p.m. Eastern Time, the U.S. House of Representatives passed S-3304, the 21st Century Communications and Video Accessibility Act, and its Technical Corrections Bill. The bill's passed by a voice vote. This represents resounding bipartisan support. ACB, as a steering committee member of the Coalition of Organizations for Accessible Technology, quote, wishes to express its sincere appreciation for the tireless advocacy that Representative Ed Markey— Democrat, Massachusetts, and Senator Mark Pryor, Democrat, Arkansas, demonstrated through this long and difficult process. The blind and deafblind communities have staunch advocates in both of these congressional leaders. It is also quite appropriate to express our thanks to the Chairman of the House Energy and Commerce, along with the Senate Commerce Committee, Henry Waxman, Democrat, California, and Senator Rockefeller. Democrat, West Virginia, for the critical role they played in working with Cote and the Republicans on his committee so that the bill could be bipartisan. Thank you also to the ranking member of the Energy and Commerce Committee, Joe Barton, Republican, Texas, and Representative Cliff Stearns, Republican, Florida, along with Senators Hutchison, Republican, Texas, and Ensign, Republican, Nevada, for their willingness to work in a bipartisan way. As many of you know, bipartisanship is a rare occurrence in Washington these days. The next step in the process is for the bill to go to the White House for presidential signature, after which it will become public law. The signing will take place in the next 10 days. In his remarks this evening, Rep. Markey mentioned me by name as having been a lead advocate for this legislation. It was an honor to be recognized, but the credit should not go to me. The relentless support that ACB members have shown through this long and difficult process has been remarkable. I sincerely believe that if it weren't for the continuous advocacy of members, this bill would never have passed. Congratulations to one and all on a job well done. Eric ACB is indeed proud of the work that was done by Eric Bridges and many of you who are reading this article. Your efforts have resulted in what can only be described as a major victory for ACB and Americans with disabilities all across the country. The following is a brief summary of the 21st Century Communications and Video Accessibility Act. It will require captioned television programs to be captioned when delivered over the Internet. Authorize the FCC to require seven hours per week of video description on the top four network channels and top five cable channels nationwide. Allocate up to $10 million per year for equipment used by individuals who are deafblind. Require televised emergency information to be accessible to individuals who are blind or have low vision. Require accessible advanced communications equipment and services, such as text messaging and email. Require access to Internet services that are built into mobile telephone devices, like smartphones, if achievable. Require devices of any size to be capable of displaying closed captioning, delivering available video description and making emergency information accessible. Require accessible user controls for televisions and set-top boxes and easy access to closed captioning and video description. For more detailed information, see the section-by-section summary of what S3304, as amended, will do for us at http colon slash www.coataccess.org/node/9776 President's report to the National Convention part 3 by Mitch Pomerantz Here is the conclusion to my president's report given at the ACB National Conference and Convention this past July ACB is actively promoting audio description on television, in films, and live theater through our audio description project, headed up by Joel Snyder. We are in the process of submitting a grant application to the Department of Education, which, if successful, will greatly expand ACB's role in advocating for and providing quality audio description to blind and visually impaired people. I'd like to turn now to the two challenges which are internal to this organization, fundraising and membership development. Former Congressman Tom DeLay once famously commented that money is the mother's milk of politics. If so, then it's also the lifeblood of organizations such as ACB. While much can be done with the help of dedicated volunteers, ACB requires ongoing funding to carry out our work. A million dollar plus annual budget is insufficient to adequately address and confront the aforementioned challenges through concerted advocacy, public relations, and or litigation. I must pause here to comment that sometimes things don't work out quite the way we'd have liked. In 2008, ACB hired a professional development director, Dina Wilson, to grow our fundraising capabilities. Unfortunately, this initiative failed to bear significant fruit, and we found it necessary to let Ms. Wilson go at the beginning of June. I believe that ACB must have a professional fundraiser in-house in order to compete with other not-for-profit organizations. However, for the foreseeable future, we will rely on our remaining staff and the efforts of our members to generate revenues for ACB. Our thrift stores continue generating revenue, although there is certainly room for them to do more in order to contribute to ACB's revenue stream. One very positive note is that this past year, we were able to acquire a viable thrift store operation in Amarillo, Texas. That store is doing very well for ACB. Since our 2009 convention, ACB's Monthly Monetary Support, or MMS, program continues to grow, albeit more slowly than we would like. ACB has seen a net increase of 7% in participants, a 9.4% increase in gross receipts, a 16% increase in the contribution to affiliates, and a 7.6% increase in net revenues to ACB. While all of us are aware that too many members have been seriously impacted by the economy, the MMS program must do far more to enhance ACB's overall income. If you can contribute as little as $5 per month, I ask you to please take the few minutes necessary to sign up this week at the registration desk while you're here. Our second internal challenge is maintaining and growing ACB's membership – More and more Americans become blind and visually impaired every year. As our fellow baby boomers age, as more of us experience vision loss, there are more individuals who need to learn about and join the American Council of the Blind. Mainstreaming and other factors have led to the isolation of blind and visually impaired people from one another. Today's twenty-and-thirty-somethings have had almost no exposure to their blind and visually impaired peers and our culture, and hence to the necessity of becoming part of ACB. Those who lose their vision later in life bring to that experience the myths, misconceptions, and stereotypes about blindness and blind people foisted upon them and us by society. It is no wonder that recruiting new members to ACB isn't easy. In May, representatives of the membership committee visited Idaho to revitalize our affiliate there. I understand that it was a most successful trip, and we can expect good things from ACB of Idaho in the future. Visits have also been made recently to Montana and Wyoming, and those two organizations, whose blind residents face unique transportation challenges, are beginning to see growth. ACB must become creative in attracting blind and visually impaired people of all ages. Earlier this year, I recorded a three-minute interview for Sky Radio, which was carried by the Business and Technology Channel on approximately 29,000 American Airlines flights during May. A 30-second public service announcement was also prepared and aired on the CNN Airport Network at nearly 50 airports around the country, also during May. We are in the process of establishing a presence on both Facebook and Twitter. We are taking every opportunity to disseminate press releases and public service announcements to the media. ACB is adapting to a changing world in order to remain a thriving organization. Given the challenges described, no member of the American Council of the Blind has the luxury of complacency or apathy. It should be abundantly clear in the face of such challenges that each and every ACB member must be willing and able to fight to maintain and expand the relatively small piece of the economic pie we've struggled to carve out for ourselves. Complacency and apathy are no longer an option. For if we fail to address those challenges by supporting the legal, legislative, and advocacy initiatives being carried out by ACB, there will come a time not too long from now when specialized programs and services will disappear altogether. In my opinion, every member of the American Council of the Blind has a tremendous responsibility— A responsibility to the brave and visionary men and women who founded this great organization almost 50 years ago. A responsibility to our contemporaries who have yet to fully grasp the importance of the work we do on their behalf. And a responsibility to those blind and visually impaired young people who we hope and pray will follow in our footsteps. We cannot, must not, let them down please share this responsibility with me as we carry forward the ACB banner to even greater successes in 2011 and beyond. Thank you and take care. Audio Description Project presents 2010 Awards by Joel Snyder, Director, ACB's Audio Description Project. It's always a pleasure to acknowledge outstanding accomplishment, and when it comes to audio description, I consider it a special honor. ACB's Audio Description Project has been active for just under two years. It's a treat to acknowledge for the second time leaders in the field of audio description and young people who are avid users of audio description. At this past summer's Audio Description Project, Held in conjunction with ACB's conference and convention in Phoenix, we announced the winners of this year's awards. Audio Description Achievement Awards are made to individuals for outstanding contributions to the establishment and or continued development of significant audio description programs in each of three areas, Media, Performing Arts, and Museums. The Dr. Margaret Fansteel Memorial Achievement Award for Research and Development is made to an individual or organization for outstanding published research that leads to the advance of audio description. The Barry Levine Memorial Award for Career Achievement in Audio Description was established as a tribute to the late Barry Levine, the highly respected moderator of the Audio Description Listserve, administered by the Audio Description Project. This award recognizes an individual for outstanding contributions to the field of audio description over an extended period of time, leading, inspiring, or providing significant service to others. The winners of the 2010 awards are Audio Description Achievement Awards Media WGBH and the Media Access Group, Boston, Massachusetts Performing Arts Paper Mill Playhouse, Millburn, New Jersey. Museums, Smithsonian Institution and Beth Zebarth, Washington, D.C. International, Bernd Benecke and Bayerischer Rundfunk, Munich, Germany. Margaret Fansteel Memorial Research and Development, American Foundation for the Blind, New York, New York. Barry Levine Memorial Career Achievement, Gregory Fraser and Audio Vision, San Francisco, California, awarded posthumously to Gregory Fraser. In addition, I want to highlight the winners of the 2010 Young Described Film Critic Awards, a Listening is Learning initiative of the Council's Audio Description Project and the Described and Captioned Media Program (DCMP). The premise of the Young Described Film Critic program is simple: kids love movies if a young person can't see or can't see well audio description provides access to all the visual images of the movies that their sighted peers enjoy description benefits children who are blind and others who have learning disabilities and it has been shown to boost literacy for all children the young described film critic program asked young people who are blind or have low vision To submit short reviews of any described movie The winners of this year's honors are Junior category, ages 11 to 14 Michael A. Taylor, New York Reviewed Field of Dreams, first place Nick Zayner, Illinois Reviewed Notorious, second place Leo Sandoval, Illinois Reviewed Goodfellas, third place senior category ages 15 to 18 annalise dannon south dakota reviewed spider-man first place deanna whitehouse florida reviewed nova the mummy who would be king the saga of pharaoh ramses second place all young described film critic contest winners received special certificates First-place winners were also presented with personal MP3 players. Additional information about ACB's audio description project is available at www.acb.org. More information about the described and captioned media program is at www.dcmp.org. Notes from the Post-Convention Board Meeting by Paul Edwards At the post-convention board meeting, the intent is usually to deal only with those items that cannot wait till later or that were not completed during the board meeting held on the first Saturday of the convention. One activity that always occurs during this meeting is resolutions prioritization, The resolutions that are adopted by ACB are prioritized by the Board with the advice of the Chair of the Resolutions Committee. Prior to the Board meeting, the staff and the Resolutions Committee Chair met and came up with a list of priorities which were adopted with only minor debate. The Board also had a chance to discuss how the Convention had gone with the Chair of the Convention Committee. In general, the consensus was that the Convention had gone well. There was some discussion as to whether there are just too many activities being scheduled at the convention. Carla Rushaval, chair of the convention committee, reported that her group will look for ways to get a more accurate count of those who are actually here. Many people who work in booths do not get counted, and some of those people who attend our convention just do not register. Michael Garrett provided the board with a report on the current state of the ACBES— American Council of the Blind Enterprises and Services Board, which he chairs. In spite of the difficult economy, Garrett said, the stores are holding their own. The best months for sales are at the end of the year, so it is still not certain that ACBES will meet its commitment of $225,000 to the ACB budget. However, he is hopeful. Brenda Dillon provided the board with information on the raffle, the auction, and the walkathon. We sold over $12,000 in raffle tickets, and both the auction and the walkathon were successful. The auction earned $16,000, and it is expected that the walkathon will bring in over $20,000. Over the past couple of years, there has been considerable discussion about leadership training. Some regions have worked to hold training, and there has been discussion of holding a youth leadership training session as well. The president appointed a committee to look at this issue and make recommendations. It is chaired by Burl Colley and includes Marcia Farrow, Mike Godino, and Ray Campbell. Officers made brief reports on the committees for which they are liaisons, and all of the various efforts these committees are working on appear to be going smoothly. The Environmental Access Committee is working on a pedestrian safety handbook, which is nearly completed. The Medical Services Task Force is working on two articles for the Braille Forum and working with the American Cancer Society to see that more of their materials are made available in accessible formats. After these reports, the meeting was adjourned. End of Side 1 Side 2 The Braille Forum, Volume 49, November 2010, Number 5. This side contains A Personal Discovery of Treasures in ACB by Kenneth Semien Sr. ACB Members Discover Treasures in Phoenix, Part 2 by Paul Edwards, Marcia Dresser, and Judy Jackson. 2010 ACB Membership Seminar Encouraging Affiliates with Techniques to Reach More Members compiled by Artis bazin who won the gw micro book sense by ronald e milliman acb goes gold in the silver state by carla rusheville beginning with a personal discovery of treasures in acb by kenneth semien senior a personal discovery of treasures in acb by kenneth semien senior It is with great pleasure and tremendous gratitude that I share highlights of a terrific series of events and explorations encountered as I attended the 49th annual ACB Conference and Convention in Phoenix, Arizona. The exploration began when I received encouragement from ACB of Texas President Carol Edwards to apply for the Durward K. McDaniel First Timers Award. I was reluctant, but I submitted a narrative of my personal endeavors and initiatives— When I learned that I'd been selected as one of the recipients of the DKM First Timers Award through a telephone conversation with DKM Chairman Carol Ewing, I realized that it was time to begin asking more questions in regard to necessary steps to plan for the expected adventure which I was about to embark upon. It turned out to be one of the best educational experiences that I have ever had— I am elated to report that I had the time of my life meeting new friends and others who shared similar personal challenges and abilities. From day one, I witnessed so many independent travelers who were excited to be convention attendees and receive a full week of informative and broad range of meaningful opportunities. My first enlightening experience was to observe the ACB board's pre-convention meeting. It ran for about six hours. I will never forget the numerous options ACB members are presented with to choose from during the convention. I decided to participate in every event that would enhance my level of knowledge about the organization. It was truly invigorating to participate and receive documents to reflect on once I returned home. I participated in activities such as keys to the convention, daily general sessions, public relations training, the legislative seminar, paratransit training, the Lions Club visit, the membership seminar, the affiliate president's meeting, the DKM reception, a fantastic banquet, and more. I am thrilled with my ACB experience and look forward to the 2011 conference and convention at which I will celebrate 50 years of life as ACB celebrates 50 years of existence. Let's celebrate together acb members discover treasures in phoenix part two by paul edwards marcia dresser and judy jackson acb members continued to find treasure throughout convention week in the tours general session speakers special interest meetings and in the exhibit hall wednesday after some constitution and bylaws readings and a resolution Mitch Pomerantz turned the morning program over to Marlena Lieberg, ACB secretary, who introduced the first panel, which discussed the future of radio reading services and ACB radio. Bill Pasco of the Sun Sounds Radio Reading Service described new products and approaches that are revolutionizing how radio reading services are interacting with their users. He talked about new radios, the use of computers and cell phones to listen to radio reading— and the growing use of podcasts that will allow people to listen to programs they want to hear when they want to. He also described a new telephone interface that will allow people to use web pages, read stored articles, and access traditional radio reading services Fair, Mike Duke, director of the Radio Reading Service in Mississippi, stressed how important it was for members to be a part of local services. He pointed out that many of these services needed our help to survive— And in some cases over the past couple of years, we have only found out there were problems after Radio Reading Services had gone away. Larry Turnbull, Managing Director of ACB Radio, talked about the growing collaboration between Radio Reading Services and ACB Radio. We are now gradually incorporating programming recorded by Radio Reading Services into our programming— and hope that some of our programs will be played on radio reading services so that people who do not have computers will be able to hear ACB radio. He stressed that members need to go to their local service and urge them to carry some of our programs. David Hartley Margolin was our talking book narrator this year. He is from Denver, Colorado, and read an Italo Calvino short story as part of his presentation. He indicated that recording talking books is the most challenging and the most rewarding work he does, and stressed just how excited he was to be able to get a chance to interact with those who read the books he records. Much of his time was taken up with answering questions from the audience. Following the break, there was a panel on exercise and fitness. Leslie Spoon, a licensed exercise instructor from Orlando, Florida, led the group in some stretching exercises. Doug Powell, a triathlete from Virginia, talked about some equipment and approaches that folks could use who wanted to stay fit. He recommended using watches that beep every five minutes so that exercisers can keep track of time and work accordingly and drink appropriately. He suggested that, to start, people should start slowly and set goals. One goal to start with? Doing four 20-minute sessions a week. Powell provided a fairly lengthy list of local and national organizations that will help people wanting to get started with fitness. He stressed that most local recreation programs offer fitness training and are covered by the ADA. He stressed that this should not be your first approach, but, if necessary, remember that such programs are obligated by law to make their programs accessible. Ariel Gilbert provided specific tips for people wanting to use local clubs or gyms. Go to the manager or fitness director and work with her to design programs that will work for you. Work in advance with class instructors so they can work out with you what they can do to make their classes accessible. Identify one machine and ask the gym to label it with clear Dymo tape so you can use it independently. She also spoke about her passion, rowing, as being a sport where blind people can compete on equal terms with their sighted peers. She indicated that rowing is now a Paralympic sport, and also talked about a specific machine which is fully accessible and includes talking software that can be accessed from your computer. Elizabeth Tumagian operates a fitness center in California specifically designed for people with disabilities. She indicated that 56% of people with disabilities do not exercise, compared with 36% of people who are not disabled. She also suggested that we need to continue to press equipment manufacturers to make their equipment accessible. Aubrey Webson, Director of National and International Advocacy at the Perkins School for the Blind, spoke on the United Nations Convention on the Rights of People with Disabilities, CRPD. It was recently signed by President Obama and has now been signed by 80 countries. He stressed that the Convention goes beyond protection to recognize that people with disabilities have civil rights, which must be recognized in every country of the world. It is our job in the United States to do two major things. First, we must assure that people with disabilities are included in aid packages in every country where the United States provides assistance. Second, we must make sure by our advocacy that the senate ratifies the convention that our president has signed thursday following the pledge of allegiance the invocation and announcements Marjorie beeman listed several more of the ruby pearl titanium gold silver and bronze sponsors of the 2010 convention next john huffman presided over voting on proposed amendments A motion to replace all occurrences of the word convention with the word conference was defeated. The original motion to replace all occurrences of the word convention in the Constitution and bylaws with the words conference and convention was adopted. A proposal to add a sentence to Bylaw 6, Section G, regarding the responsibilities of the convention committee was adopted. The sentence reads, It shall be the responsibility of the convention coordinator to make known to the membership by email, web posting, publication in the Braille Forum, and any other ACB forms of communication, the dates of the convention, and the name of the city that will host the upcoming convention as soon as the contract for that convention is signed. Treasurer Mike Godino, presiding officer for the morning, began by urging everyone to join the MMS program. Executive Director Melanie Brunson began her report by saying how much she enjoys speaking individually with ACB members. She thanked all those who assisted in ACB's victory in the Social Security case and remarked on the historic nature of the proposed telecommunications legislation. Brunson reported that ACB is a founding member of the Justice for All Action Network, which is comprised of organizations specifically involved in grassroots advocacy that have an identifiable membership of, and are run by, people with disabilities. ACB is also involved in a coalition started by the World Blind Union, which is working to make copyrighted materials available internationally to the same extent that they are in the U.S. In closing, Brunson stated that ACB will continue to increase opportunities for e-commerce— And she urged everyone to provide feedback to the minnesota office regarding their experiences with online registration next godino gave the treasurer's report he began by itemizing the budgeted income and expenses for 2009 and compared them to the actual income and expenses for that year as of july 15 2010 acb had total assets of one million six hundred seventy seven thousand three hundred twenty four dollars michael garrett chair of acbes thanked his committee and the minnesota staff for all of their assistance he explained that acbes is a wholly owned subsidiary of acb comprised of seven thrift stores in six locations they collect gently used clothing household items and small appliances wash and sort them and resell them to the general public all the proceeds go back to acb the acbes board is continually looking for ways to expand the business carla Rushaval thanked the convention committee the local host committee and the volunteers for their vital roles in organizing this convention then she outlined the conversion process from the old to the new registration system ACB saved a lot of money because we did not have to spend $17,000 to send out 23,000 paper forms. Paper forms were, of course, sent to everyone who requested them. Telephone registration was very well received. After thanking Mike Smitherman and Marjorie Beeman for their excellent coordination of exhibits, advertising, and sponsorships, Rushaville announced the upcoming conventions as follows. 2011. Reno, Nevada july 8th to 16th 2012 louisville kentucky returning to the galt house july 6th to 14th and 2013 columbus ohio dates to be determined ron milliman announced that revenue generated from those signing up for the mms program at this convention and those who increased their pledges will exceed five thousand dollars after the break Dan Dillon thanked everyone who raised money for, volunteered at, and participated in this year's walkathon. Regal Cinemas, Target, and Vitamin Water were significant sponsors. Marcia Farrow raised $1,250, and the team of Tim and Cindy Van Winkle brought in over $2,000. The Washington Council of the Blind was the affiliate bringing in the most money, and WCB President Denise Colley was presented with a trophy. The walk raised $19,500. Participation increased by 25% this year. The winners were, first place, Robert Spangler, while pushing a wheelchair with someone in it. Second place, Ken Stewart. Third place, Ray Campbell. Brenda Dillon thanked everyone for helping out with and participating in the auction. The auction raised approximately $16,312 godino then turned the podium over to pomerantz an experiment was conducted to test the efficacy and efficiency of a secret ballot in conjunction with a roll call vote a bogus resolution was presented and for the debate there was one speaker in favor of the resolution and one against a voice vote was recorded ballots were distributed to the certified voting members and a roll call vote was taken the ballot was an index card Doing nothing to the card indicated a yes vote. Tearing off one corner was a vote in the negative. After voting, each person placed his or her ballot in a basket, and the baskets were taken to the back of the room for the votes to be counted. Lane Waters announced the final count, which was the total of the secret ballot and delegate votes. Jeff Tom, chair of the Voting Task Force, thanked everyone for participating in this exercise and asked for feedback. This issue will most likely be revisited in 2011. The last order of business was the second reading of a proposal to change the title of Bylaw 6 from Standing Committees to Committees and to insert a sentence before the list of committees A through O. A motion to remove the word standing from the proposed language was defeated. The new language reads as follows. In addition to the standing committees provided for below the president in consultation with the board of directors is authorized to appoint such other standing committees and or special committees as deemed necessary to further the objectives of the american council of the blind friday friday is always filled with lots of things like elections constitution and bylaws amendments and resolutions and this year was no different While what I've just mentioned was certainly typical of a Friday session at ACB's National Convention, there were a couple of things that aren't so typical. For the first time in a long time, we had lots of debate and discussion on some of the Constitution and bylaws amendments that were brought forward this year. Unfortunately, there isn't enough time or space in this article to list all of that dialogue here, but you can go to the ACB website and listen to the Friday session to learn about that discussion firsthand. The second behind-the-scenes thing that was happening was the fact that S-3304, the Senate version of the 21st Century Telecommunications Act, was being marked up that morning. So, if you heard a different reader reading resolutions, your ears weren't deceiving you. That was happening because your resolutions chair was preparing the resolution regarding the H.R. 3101, the House version of the 21st Century Telecommunications Act, for eric to send to the legislature you'll be happy to know that the resolution was sent and we expect great things as a result elections for the board of directors as well as the board of publications were held on friday morning all of the incumbents for the board of publications remained on the bop the board of directors realized three new members janet dickelman george holliday and alan peterson 2010 ACB Membership Seminar Encouraging Affiliates with Techniques to Reach More Members Compiled by Artis Bazin After introductions, our first panel spoke on innovative methods to host a meeting. Denny Huff discussed conference call systems and the advantages of Skype. He mentioned three conference services, www.totallyfreeconferencecalls.com, and www.freeconferencecalls.com. Both of these are basically the same. You can have up to 90 participants on a conference. You have the ability to record the conference call and then either call a number to listen to the playback or download the recording to your computer for playback. On both of these services, you have moderator control for turning entry and exit chimes on and off, muting all participants except for the moderator, reviewing the number of participants, and receiving a report after the conference call is finished stating how many participants you had on that call with their call-in phone number. You can easily sign up for either service without any cost to you. www.freeconference.com is also a free conference system, but recording fees apply. Skype is an online calling system that can be used through a computer not all participants have to use a computer but the host does there is no charge for calls through this system in the u.s and low cost for international calls pratik patel spoke on accessible webinars and chat lines cindy vega of utah becky barnes from gdui charles glazer from rsva and brenda Dillon of tennessee shared affiliate experiences for the second panel entitled membership incentives the list of affiliate incentives is below the highlights of the seminar we congratulated the affiliate winning the acb affiliate growth award the south dakota association of the blind keith bundy immediate past president presented the current co-presidents linda Biffert and dawn brush the affiliate that placed second was the montana blind and low vision council here are the tips keith gave that boosted their membership we got a new membership team and took a new approach to recruiting several people took names of former members and encouraged them to join again we had a team that worked together even stuffing envelopes return envelopes were provided to make it more convenient for prospective members to return forms and payment of dues a support group located in the western part of the state formed an sdab chapter a handout with a list of resources available to assist affiliate presidents was read a special interest handout was also available if any president or their designee would like one please contact artist basin at a b a z y n at b a z y n c o m m u n i c a t i o n s Dot com membership incentives discount on cabs three hours of discounted five dollars mail reading service free driving for members group and individual volunteer assistance with shopping labeling recording of materials gift wrapping etc free quarterly movie ticket free bowling chapter has bowling discount free computer training and a weekly emailed computer tip free fishing program including equipment and bait discounts on cab rides bus trips local restaurants entertainment assistive technology training workshops audio described theater productions movies sporting events grant for attending exercise and tandem bike classes free cpr classes Reimbursement for expenses for members who participate in Disability Day on the Hill, fundraisers, or public awareness. Sponsor or subsidize meals for convention. Stipend for national convention. Drawing for pre registering. Win free luncheon ticket. Members discount on lunch and banquet tickets. Reimbursement for attending convention banquet. 50% discounts to first time convention attendees. Discount exhibit tables for members and affiliates. One-half to two-thirds cost of prearranged chapter activity. Discounted boat tickets for supper crews. Volunteers to attend to help with buffet. Discounted meal packages for early registration. Free or discounted convention transportation. Subsidized $25 Saturday night room rate. Chapter drawings for rooms and first-timers dinner reimbursements to board members and delegates who won the gw micro book sense shortly after our 2009 convention the monthly monetary support mms program committee kicked off its campaign to promote the program among our membership the names of all new contributors and all those existing participants who increased their contributions by at least five dollars per month were placed in a pot for a drawing to win a book sense from G W Micro. The promotion began immediately following the 2009 convention in Orlando and ran through the end of our 2010 conference and convention in Phoenix. After the convention, the winner was selected using a random number program to ensure total fairness and objectivity. Each eligible contributor was numbered, and the computer program selected the magic number 39. And 39 turned out to be Stephanie Hunnolt of Kirksville, Missouri. Congratulations to Stephanie, and we certainly hope she gets lots of good use out of her new book sense. This campaign was very successful, bringing lots of new participants into the MMS program. We greatly appreciate everyone who contributes to the program. Ronald E. Milliman ACB Goes Gold in the Silver State by carla rusheville it's already november and acb is getting closer and closer to going gold the 2011 acb conference and convention is set for july 8th to 16th in reno nevada and you will want to be there to help us celebrate acb's 50th anniversary the conference hotel is the fabulous john Ascuaga nugget hotel resort casino It features two 29-story towers with over 1,500 rooms, eight restaurants, six bars, pool, fitness center, and, of course, a casino. This month's featured restaurant in the hotel is the Noodle Hut. Enjoy quick and tasty Asian specialties like wonton noodle soup, pad thai, or sushi. Chopsticks are optional. Visit another time and feast on pasta favorites, such as spaghetti and meatballs and Cajun pasta. The Noodle Hut is open seven days a week, from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. It is conveniently located next to Trader Dick's Bar on the main casino floor. By the time you read this article, the Conference and Convention Committee will have completed its fall visit to Reno. At this time, we generally interview transportation providers and exhibit hall decorators. We visit potential tour sites and begin working with the hotel on accessibility issues— We begin recruiting volunteers and identifying potential corporate sponsors. Even though the conference doesn't happen until next July, fall is a crucial time in the planning process. Work has begun on session programs and schedules, exhibits, advertising and sponsorships, and more. Materials will soon be available for affiliates, committees, and companies who wish to participate in the ACB 50th Anniversary Conference— To ensure that your company or agency receives information on how to become a part of this exciting opportunity, let us hear from you right away. See contact information below. It's not too early to stake your claim in Reno. Make hotel reservations by calling the John Ascuaga Nugget Hotel Resort Casino at 1 800 648 1177. Use group code GBLIND to ensure that you receive the ACB rate of $87 per night, single-double, plus tax. Remember that there is a $10 charge per night for each additional person in your room. New this year, you can make hotel reservations online. Visit www.januggetsecure.com slash j-u-m-p slash 1308 to check it out. Be sure to give us feedback concerning your online reservation experience. For more information, call the ACB National Office at 202-467-5081 or 1-800-424-8666 or contact Carla Rushavel, Chair, ACB National Conference and Convention Committee at 502 502- Three zero three seven zero four two, or by email at a d a m c a r l a at b e l l s o u t h dot net end of side two side three the braille forum volume forty nine november two thousand ten number five this side contains notes from the september acb board teleconference by janine stanley victorian christmas includes visually impaired by marcia farrow happy holidays from the acb store by carla rushevel here and there edited by sue lichtenfels high-tech swap shop beginning with notes from the september acb board teleconference by janine stanley notes from the september acb board teleconference by janine stanley the acb board met via teleconference on september 23rd mitch pomerantz presented a number of items in his president's report haiti relief efforts pomerantz and kim Charlson announced that funds previously allocated by the board to assist individuals and organizations affected by the Haitian earthquake would be sent to a committee established by the World Blind Union to administer relief funds. Fall fundraising letter. Pomerance is preparing a fall fundraising letter to be distributed to the membership in October. Grants. ACB has applied for two grants from the Department of Education, and is part of another application to that same department involving audio description. Grant awards should be announced for the first two by November and the third by December. ACB is looking to increase its partnerships in grant efforts as well as solo grant applications. DQ Systems and the ACB Store Pomerantz met with Preeti Kumar of DQ Systems regarding her company's desire to assist ACB with its website. DQ has taken on redesign of the ACB store free of charge. They will use Drupal, the content management software used in the general redesign of the ACB website. The site will then be overseen by the ACB Store Committee. Meeting with Humanware. Pomerantz will travel to HumanWare's headquarters in Montreal to discuss ways that the Adaptive Equipment Company can work more closely with ACB. Cruise Fundraiser Pomerantz reported that ACB realized $1,600 from its recent fundraiser cruise. There will be two cruises in 2011. Kim Charlson reported on talks with Art as Responsa, who have chosen acb as a designated charity the organization sells a braille dreidel executive directors report melanie brunson announced that she has hired a new assistant dion matthews she is assisting melanie on grant research among her other duties the combined federal campaign has begun and the acb cfc number is on our website brunson plans to post information about the campaign and how to contribute on all of acb lists comments have been filed with the fcc regarding cell phone access and can be found on the acb website as a result of the resolution concerning cell phone access and sprint in particular brunson was contacted by and will meet with an attorney representing sprint eric bridges will host a group from korea representing one of their agencies for the blind george holiday recently hosted a similar group from france on behalf of acb brunson urged all board members to publicize early registration for the mid-year meeting and legislative seminar bridges sent a letter to microsoft regarding the accessibility of windows ce for mobile devices As a result, he has been asked to come to the Microsoft campus to discuss these issues along with others in the blindness technology field. Board Handbook A CD has been prepared for all board members with a number of documents as reference. This CD will serve as the board's handbook and is designed to be easily updated electronically. Controllers Report Lane Waters reported one staff change in the Minneapolis office. He also reported that a report on the 2010 convention will be ready very soon, well ahead of the upcoming budget process. He is finishing the audit and will have a financial report for the Board's review prior to its November meeting. 2011 Drawing The Board voted to accept the Resource Development Committee's recommendation to hold a drawing at the 2011 Conference and Convention, with proceeds going to the Braille Forum pending investigation of Reno gaming ordinances. 2014 Convention Bids Carla Rushevel presented information on the 2014 bidding process. The Atlanta Hotel withdrew its bid she shared information about the riviera hotel in las vegas the board voted to hold the 2014 conference and convention at the riviera hotel las vegas elections the board elected the following members to serve on the budget committee mike godino michael garrett and burl Colley. the board elected alan peterson to serve as its representative to the public relations committee The Board will hold its next meeting, November 6th and 7th, in Reno, Nevada. Victorian Christmas Includes Visually Impaired Linda Espy's art interest, besides the beautiful Helen Keller and Annie Sullivan dolls donated to our 2010 auction, has also developed into a passion for Victorian Christmas history she wants everyone in somerville georgia and surrounding communities to enjoy this special historical christmas event she wants to include everyone yes that means individuals with severe vision loss and other physical challenges too four years ago sb started a volunteer group in somerville that decorates downtown store windows at christmas from thanksgiving through christmas with life-size figures from the Victorian era during which our town was formed. The 18 scenes include 35 handmade and sculpted figures depicting historical events related to Christmas. Scenes include Victorian welcome Santa, Queen Victoria and Prince Albert introducing the tradition of the Christmas tree to England, Charles Dickens writing A Christmas Carol, Tiny Tim and Scrooge, poet henry wadsworth longfellow writing the words for the carol i heard the bells a working carousel with hand-carved and painted toy horses civil war soldiers in a camp victorian santa in an antique sleigh and a scene from the night before christmas a toy shop a sweet shop african-american family quilted nativity scene a moving toy train with onlookers Victorian Santa with first Christmas cards, a family singing Christmas carols, and more, with new scenes being added each year. Two years ago, we started a walking tour of the windows with Victorian costumed guides at each window to explain the historical significance and various performers on the courthouse steps. This year, we are happy to announce that, thanks to the efforts of Marcia Farrow, we'll be adding a handicapped accessible tour. The original walking tour date is Sunday, December 4th, from 2 to 4 p.m. Rain date is December 11th. The accessible tour date will be Saturday, December 11th, and Sunday, December 12th, from 2 to 4 p.m. The tours and displays are free. Marcia Farrow happy holidays from the acb store turkey and ham mashed potatoes and corn pudding and deviled eggs jam cake and warm pie with a scoop of ice cream fresh baked cookies and homemade fudge the holidays are coming and it's time to shop this holiday season acb is ready to help you fill all of those gift bags and boxes with fantastic presents The ACB Store website has new products and a new look, as well as some of the familiar, popular products from the past. You are also invited to shop online with independent living aids and maxi-aids. When you enter either of these sites through the ACB Store and then purchase items for yourself or others, you are supporting ACB. Both ILA and MaxiAIDS rebate a percentage of all sales generated through the links from the ACB Store page to ACB, at no additional cost to you. The ACB Store also accepts orders by phone. Call us at 1-877-848-3218. You may pay for purchases with either a credit card, check, or purchase order. Have questions? Give us a call at 1-877-848-3218. Happy Holidays to all. Carla Rushville. Here and There Edited by Sue Lichtenfels The announcement of products and services in this column does not represent an endorsement by the American Council of the Blind, its officers, or staff. Listings are free of charge for the benefit of our readers. The Braille Forum cannot be held responsible for the reliability of the products and services mentioned. To submit items for this column, send a message to info at or phone the National Office at 1-800-424-8666 and leave a message in Sharon Lovering's mailbox. Information must be received at least two months ahead of publication date. Writers Needed for Disability Anthology Individuals with a disability ages 13 to 30 are needed to submit chapter-length nonfiction stories about their experiences as a disabled person for a new anthology. The intent of this project is to use personal voices to capture the experience of the new generation of young people with disabilities. Submissions should range from 2,000 to 5,000 words and are due before January 15, 2011. Include your address, phone number, email address, and a short bio on the manuscript. Email proposed submissions or any questions to Voices of the ADA Generation V-O-I-C-E-S-O-F-T-H-E-A-D-A-G-E-N-E-R-A-T-I-O-N at gmail.com online product information resource horizons for the blind recently launched www.directionsforme.org a new internet-based service that makes consumer packaging information available in an accessible online format For people who are blind, visually impaired, or have trouble reading the small print on packages or labels. The site includes over 300,000 products in food, health, and beauty and general merchandise. Users can find information about preparation directions, nutrition facts, ingredients, allergy or drug interaction warnings, and more. Accessible Guitar Hero. The popular video game Guitar Hero has been adapted to make it easier for people with disabilities to enjoy the fun. Enabling devices has created a tabletop control center as an alternative to the guitar-style controller. The adapted controller includes five colored buttons used to play each musical note, an arrow button to scroll through songs, and a start button. The package includes the adapted controller, a regular guitar controller for friends to join in, and two versions of the Guitar Hero game. For more information, call 1-800-832-8697 or visit com. Personalized Music for Kids Name your tune, is a children's music CD compilation that is made to order and personalized for each child. The goal of this product is to use familiar, beat-driven music to teach simple life lessons, foster positive self-esteem, and spark a love of music. The child's name is repeated in the song lyrics throughout the CD. Now, Name Your Tune 2 is available and includes 12 additional songs, such as Lemon Drops and Gum Drops, Old MacDonald Had a Zoo, Five Little Monkeys, ABCs and 123s, Skinnamarink, Mr. Sunshine, and The Bucket. You can hear samples from these CDs at www.nameyourtune.com. Braille Books for Children Seedlings Braille Books for Children – boasts a selection of 1,100 low-cost print Braille books for children from preschool to high school. Some of its newest editions include Clifford's Noisy Day, Are You My Mommy, 101 Ways to Bug Your Parents, In the Line of Fire, President's Lives at Stake. Seedling's Book Angel program provides two free books each year to children who are visually impaired and live in the U.S. and Canada. Children must register online and include their choice of four books, of which seedlings will send them two. To register for the 2010 program before the end of the year or to learn more about selection and pricing, visit www.seedlings.org. You can request a catalog by calling 1-800-777-8552 or emailing info at s-e-e-d-l-i-n-g-s dot org young blind detective novels christy smith armand is a teacher for the visually impaired and an author she has written three novels in the adventures of abby diamond series abby is a girl detective who happens to be blind the books are written for children ages 8 to 13 These books are available through Bookshare, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. Christy also writes a weekly blog for the Dallas Morning News, which focuses mainly on people with a visual impairment who lead productive, active lives. You can visit her website at www.dotsdottie.com. Dog Toys and More Planet Dog offers an extensive line of organic dog treats, durable or be tough toys, and soft squeaky toys. Peppermint Cranberry Crunch, the newest holiday flavor, combines organic cranberries and pure peppermint extract to offer dogs valuable antioxidants. For the soft and squeaky toy lovers, Planet Dog offers the naughty or nice Lil Buds and the gingerbread buddy each made of super soft fleece and including a double bellow squeaker. The Orby Glow for Good Ball is a bouncy, minty, glow-in-the-dark ball. Every Planet Dog product is covered by the company's 100% satisfaction guarantee. To review the complete selection of products or make a purchase, visit www.planetdog.com or call... Got a Sweet Tooth? Sweet Tooth offers a selection of edible treats including fudge, lollipops, clusters, peanut butter cups, solid chocolate novelties from 250 different molds including guide dogs, and Braille chocolate bars. Available Braille greetings on chocolate bars include Happy Birthday, Love You, have a nice day, thank you, Merry Christmas, and Happy Holidays. They weigh four and a half ounces and can be made in milk, dark, or white chocolate. They are bagged in cellophane and tied with ribbons. For more information, contact Sweet Tooth at 585 544 1853 or send email to J U D Y D A V I S 12 at r-o-c-h-e-s-t-e-r dot r-r dot com handmade bath and body products charlotte lang is a blind entrepreneur who makes soaps bath salts shower gels hand soaps shampoos bubble baths lotions body splashes lip balms and scented jar candles in soaps she offers shea butter olive oil or goat's milk She can mold the soaps into flowers, animals, nautical items, fantasy themes, and basic shapes. Bath products come in four- or eight-ounce bottles. Scents range from floral, such as rose, lavender, or honeysuckle, to fruit, such as pomegranate, strawberry, or cucumber melon, to edible, such as vanilla, coconut, and butterscotch, and everything in between lip balms are available in a variety of flavors candles are eight ounce jars and have a burn time of up to 50 hours for more information email s-i-r-i-u-s underscore b-l-a-c-k at c-o-m-c-a-s-t dot net or call 952-236-7517 Corporate commitment to blind. Clean Logic, maker of skincare products, has made a corporate commitment to people who are blind or visually impaired. Every bottle of Clean Logic bath and body products includes a braille label to aid in identification. In addition, the company has established the Inspiration Foundation to provide adaptive technology devices and professional opportunities to people who are blind or visually impaired. The Clean Logic collection includes body washes, lotions, an assortment of exfoliating bath accessories, and the soap plus sponge. For more information about Clean Logic bath and body care, visit com. A video on the Inspiration Foundation is available at www.you tubecom dot slash w-a-t-c-h question mark v equal sign l-a-g-n-e-a-c-n-d-z-o flameless fragrance alternative jaiwanza may is a consultant for sensi a line of decorative ceramic warmers that melt a special wax to fragrance the home warmers are available in a variety of styles and colors scentsy offers over 80 cents in the wax bars for more information visit jaiwanza's website at www.scentsy.com indy or call 347-878-6293 High tech swap shop for sale refurbished Shuttle XPC desktop computer with Intel Dual Core three gig per core, two gigs RAM, two hundred fifty gig hard drive, NVDA screen reader, asking four hundred ninety nine dollars. Email Joe Negretti at B L U E O N Y X at GMAIL dot com or call 559-800-7215. For Sale Cordless phone that has a speaker and has numbers in Braille, call waiting, flash button, and redial. Asking $50. Contact Tanya Smith at 1665 Perry, P-A-R-E-E, Newport, Michigan, 48166. Will accept checks or money orders. For sale Desktop computer with Intel dual core processor, 4 gigs RAM, 1 terabyte hard drive, Windows XP Home Edition, Zoom Text, and JAWS. Asking $750. Toshiba laptop with 4 gigs RAM, 320 gig hard drive, Intel Pentium dual core processor, Windows XP Professional zoom text and jaws asking $950 contact jose at 818-220-6256 for sale book sense standard with executive products case charger usb cable asking $150 negotiable contact aaron at 502-541-1167 or email him at blindgeek1989 at gmail.com. For sale, Opticon in good working condition. Comes with carrying case, original shipping carton, braille manuals, and charger. Asking $1,000. For more information, contact Dennis at 248 248- Five four nine nine two three six for sale braillenote bt classic includes keysoft version 4.01 a usb printer scanner cord a telephone modem cord serial cable braillenote pc software the regular print user guide and command summary and the large print command summary the user's guide is also available electronically some of the cells on the Braille display are a bit slow in going down, but this isn't very noticeable and doesn't compromise the functionality of the display. Overall, the unit is in good condition. Asking $200 or best offer. Includes shipping. Contact Stacy at c e r v e n k a at dot com acb officers president mitch pomerantz 1115 cordova street number 402 pasadena california 91106 first vice president kim Charlson, 57 grandview avenue watertown massachusetts 02472. Second vice president Brenda Dillon, three thirteen Overridge Cove, Hermitage, Tennessee, three seven zero seven six. Secretary, Marlena Lieberg, six thirty two South One Hundred Eighty Ninth Street, Burien, Washington, nine eight one four eight. Treasurer, Mike Godino, one zero four Tillrose Avenue, Malvern, New York, one one five six five hyphen Two zero two four, immediate past president Christopher gray 94 Ramona Avenue San Francisco California nine four one zero three ACB board of directors Ray Campbell Glen Ellen Illinois Burl Colley Lacey Washington Janet Dickelman st. Paul Minnesota Marsha Farrow Somerville Georgia Michael Garrett Missouri City, Texas George Holliday, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Billy Jean Keith, Arlington, Virginia, Alan Peterson, Horace, North Dakota, Jeff Tom, Sacramento, California, David Trot, Talladega, Alabama Ex Officio Janine Stanley, Columbus, Ohio Board of Publications Paul Edwards, Chairman, miami florida marcia dresser redding massachusetts judy jackson austin texas janine stanley columbus ohio ken stewart warwick new york ex officio ron milliman bowling green kentucky end of side three